Hello everybody and welcome to the 64th episode of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. This is site co-administrator and regular podcast host Corporal Hicks and what you're about to listen to is a special joint episode between the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast and the Utani podcast run by Mother aka Clara. Now this episode is actually an interview with the actor Ben Rigby who portrays Ledward in Alien Covenant. I've been trying to uh, find the time to do this um, do this interview for <laughs> nearly a year now but between Ben's busy schedule and my really bad ability to convert to Australian time zones I always seem to end up subtracting two hours um, I didn't actually get to do take part in recording this episode um, I asked Clara if she would like to co-host this with me a while back well, when we were trying to do it since I knew how much Clara really enjoys Covenant and I thought it'd be really nice to have somebody who was really enthusiastic about the film uh, along with me um, but because both she and Ben are um, in the land down under uh, they were able to record it at a reasonable time for them but unfortunately it would have been about one in the morning for me so I opted to uh, sit out of this one and Clara kindly um, hosted the entire the entire interview uh, she's reading off interviews that we both worked on um, so this stuff from us and stuff from the Utani podcast in there. I'd like to thank both Ben and Clara, mother, for taking the time to do this, and I hope you all enjoy. Thank you. Hello, this is Clara, but you can call me Mother, and I would like to wish everyone out there a happy Alien Day. Now, this is a special joint episode of the Alien vs. Predator Galaxy and Yutani podcasts. Unfortunately, due to time zones and some uh, hiccups, uh, Hicks couldn't, wasn't able to attend the podcast, but he did co-write the questions with me and I'll be asking Ben today. So before I start asking you questions, Ben, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to come chat with me today. Uh, before we start chatting Alien, I was hoping to give us uh, you give us a little background on yourself and how you got into acting. Uh, hi, Mother. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Uh, uh, so I started acting in, uh, I guess, primary school, in school plays and whatnot, but um, I never really thought it was a career option that was probably viable. I'm originally from Queensland, so the, the culture up here is kind of a bit uh, scarce, so you really have to really have to look for it, especially on the Gold Coast. It's, it's changed a little bit these days, but yeah, so I involved myself in school plays and I always did music and drama at school, and I was just always drawn to to the arts ever since I was a young age, even though none of my family really are involved in it. But um, I when I was lucky enough to go to boarding school for year 11 and 12, and um, my drama teacher there suggested that I audition for this uh, drama school, which was in rural Queensland of all places, in a, a, a city called Toowoomba, and we used to go we used to go and watch. Um, we used to go and watch these black box Shakespeare shows that the second years would do, and we'd go on excursions. Our teacher was very um, invested in kind of showing us what was around um, so that we could have a future in it if we wanted to. So, yeah, I kind of fell in love with watching these shows, and at that stage I wanted to be an equine like therapist. <laughs> so <laughs> my, uh, my career changed very quickly when I decided that... Um, but I wanted to be an actor, but I, I wasn't really sure how to get into it, and that was the only course that I really knew about 
apart from NIDA. Um, I went and did a gap year in the in the UK to really sit down and decide what I wanted to do because I could have been a teacher or a film producer or something, but it was still acting that kind of was where my like passion lay. And I really wanted to fuse the idea of theatre and film, and I continue to try and do that with, I guess, everything that I do. I want to hold a mirror up to the, the audiences as much as possible, make them kind of question their existence or question, you know, their morals or whatnot. So going to USQ, I, I got into this course, and it was a three-year uh, drama school course. It was very high, high-intensive um, course. And um, it was a degree as well, so we had to do a lot of history of drama and we had to do a lot of investigating, which is what I love to do. And then I graduated and I was lucky enough to get an agent down in Melbourne and I moved straight away and then just kind of uh, got a job at this cinema, which had a lot of people who worked there who were in the arts and, you know, were passionate about making things and, you know, it really inspired me to start um being involved in these short films and you know i mean the caliber of short films in melbourne in comparison to in toowoomba is very very different so <laughs> i was i was really um inspired and then i ended up starting my own theater company with a friend of mine because i wasn't really doing any work and i had like three thousand dollars and i was like i can i go on a holiday to like southeast asia or should i put on a theater show so my best friend and I, Belle, put on this show, which we were really passionate about, in this art gallery, which we hired for like six days. And we had a really warm re- reception, and people really loved it, and asked us what our next one was, and we just did that for two years. So we put on like five different shows, which were kind of that cinematic, theatrical style as much as we could. And yeah, along the way, was kind of doing a few roles in short films and you know TV and stuff, but it wasn't until I, I ended up going to America four years ago to get a manager and I was successful, thank God. And they've only been great, and they were just putting me up for so many auditions uh, in, like, 2016, 2015, and just sending tape after tape after tape. And then I got one for what was back then Alien Paradise Lost, and we didn't have a script. It was just sides, and the sides are, like, the audition piece, so, like, two or three pages, two scenes. And I sent that did like a few takes and then sent it and then three months later I got a phone call saying that I got a role in Alien Covenant. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty uh, not typical. I mean like the, the audition process is so different for every kind of um, project but I think Ridley just knows exactly what he wants and I'm glad he took a chance on me. <laughs> wow, that's really exciting and, and that's just amazing to know that you came from just starting out, you know, um, in Toowoomba to, to where you are now. That's just yeah. such a long journey, but at the same time, an exciting one. Yeah, I mean, everyone's path is so different, but you have to really, I guess, find your people and find, you know, the, the, the path that, that you want and, you know, go for it as much as you can. Awesome. Um, I also wanted to ask something we always ask and um, everyone who comes on to the, I guess, AVP uh, podcast is what was uh, your first alien film when did you first watch it and um, w- were you a fan of the series <laughs> I was but I, I, I was a late bloomer um, I wasn't crazy on sci-fi until I kind of saw alien like three or four years ago um, I remember just being like this is the scariest film I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I guess devoured the rest um, and Along there came Blade Runner. So it was, 
I think it, it was Alien first, and then Blade Runner was quickly, um, quickly afterward. But my favorite is is Alien, I think, just because it's the original. And yeah. it, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have theories that Blade Runner, and I've heard that Blade Runner and Alien are part of the same galaxy or something. They're believed to share the same universe, and I guess yeah. because I'm a bit of a alien nerd, I know that they don't because there's a, a few technicalities. Ah, uh, okay. And light travel was invented at different times and gotcha. stuff like that. But there are Easter eggs and, and there are homages to each other, and even characters and files and information in the movies refer to the Blade Runner universe and vice versa to the alien universe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, but uh-huh. there's no way that the two could be together because one's owned sure. by Fox and the other one's by Paramount, I believe. So. <laughs> Back to our universe, the realities of it. <laughs> but I guess all of these prequels are kind of the closest that we're going to get to a Blade Runner and Alien crossover. Sure, so sure. It's, it's really interesting. I, I'm really enjoying it. Actually, Alien Covenant is my favourite Alien movie. Really? I mean, <laughs> it would have to be mine because I'm in it and I'm biased, but you know, I'm not allowed to really say that. <laughs> okay but there's just so much in it and it kind of made me look back on the whole series and and find out new details that i didn't really didn't notice before didn't look at yeah yeah so yeah i I can appreciate it in a way that retroactively it changes a lot of the films for me and i really enjoyed that yeah it kind of ties up a lot of what prometheus was was doing as well which um was no easy job i think john john did such a great job of writing covenant uh, he's one of my favorite playwrights and one of my favorite screenwriters and so when i read that i was in a film that he'd written i was just like beside myself <laughs> yeah i love a lot of the stuff that he did too so so i'm i'm very happy with what he's done and of course um, Michael Green as well, like the, yeah. the two teaming up and, and doing the work together. Now, For I think sure. Alien Covenant and Alien Paradise Lost. You, so you didn't get to see the original scripts? No, um, I'm I'm not sure if it had been finished or I, I think it had been finished and they did rewrites or something. I'm not sure, but I, uh, yeah, the name was changed. So when I got a call from my agent, I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, what is this project?" <laughs> She's like, it's the Ridley Scott one, and then I kind of thought I had a brain aneurysm for a good two days. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> yeah. So I was also hoping you could tell me a little about any preparation you did prior to filming. I believe you and the other actors portraying the security team participated in some sort of boot camp style training. We did, yeah. Um, that was so intense. Um, we had this ex-New Zealand military guy training us for two weeks and you know I lost so much weight and put on so much muscle in the space of two weeks but essentially we like all the packs that we're wearing are full of things that you normally would take on that kind of an expedition so to the point where it was so precise everything was covered we knew how to take apart like a semi-automatic rifle and put it back together and wow. we, we, we could like unpack our packs blindfolded and pack them back together so we knew where everything was even if we didn't do it in the film like i you don't see me fire a gun yeah it was i guess maybe they like needed to like find stuff for us to do or something in the two weeks but i doubt it they just wanted us to be like as prepared as we could because ridley loves to improvise um so yeah in terms of like my convulsing um that wasn't something that i had to do in the audition i think that was just something that ridley like <laughs> scared the shit out of me into doing because you know like he comes along and checks makeup and he has to oversee everything obviously but you know you'd be sitting there in the makeup chair and 
he'd come in and be like, cool, let's change that, let's change that. And then he'd be like, it looks great, you look really good, but the rest is just up to your acting. And, you know, when you, when Ridley Scott says that, you, you, you just go for it. Wow, that, that's really awesome. Yeah, I, a lot of that convulsing, we had like a stunt training session and they would film me doing it. And yeah, I guess in terms of that, the preparation is just to kind of be as fit as you can because it was very exhausting. Yeah, because I was going to just mention um, a question from one of the community members, uh, Michael Andrews. Uh, he said, um, your role as Ledward follows a gruesome but fascinating long line of death scenes in the Alien franchise. <laughs> You've made the occurrence entirely unique and he adores your performance uh, but he asked you know did you feel pressure knowing what had come before you did you take any inspiration from previous performances just as like john hurts and alien well thanks michael that's really um lovely um i mean i guess with every role you you have to make it your own and like i don't as you know have a lot of dialogue in this film it's pretty much a big moment for me and i kind of come into it and then die straight away but I think in terms of this colony mission it was for me a nice represent my character was the first to die and you know I, I wanted to make him as as much of an asshole as I could just because he was he was so careless to smoke a cigarette on like this beautiful island otherwise known to be beautiful island and you know he, he throws his cigarette and a lot of that was you know choices that Ridley and I came up with together and the smoke rings came, you know, as I had the script, I was like, can I blow a smoke ring? I'd really like to. And he's like, I was actually going to suggest that to you. <laughs> um, so a lot, of, a lot of it kind of came, and that's what I love about working with him. He's so collaborative, and that's what making good film is about. So I felt so safe to be able to kind of come up with a distinct character that represented maybe the the carelessness of humanity and the reason that maybe we were on a colony mission to begin with. Um, but I guess, I, th yeah, there are comparisons to John Hurt, but I mean, that's just a nice blessing really. And more than a, more than a fear factor thing to be able to be in the same universe as, as any of those actors um, is, and even the other actors in covenant as well, is just an absolute privilege. So, you know, I, I wasn't thinking too much about whether I'd be compared to it, but if I was, that's great because, you know, <laughs> It's, um, it is very similar, but it's a completely different film and, you know, a completely new creature as well, so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I read somewhere that Ridley had written a one-page background for everyone's character. Could you yeah. tell us more about Ledward that we didn't get to see on the screen? He didn't for our characters. We kind of sat down and had a chat, but, um, yeah, a lot of that was us kind of coming up with ideas ourselves. Yeah, that, that might have been for maybe the principles, but not for us, because we, yeah, didn't, yeah, we didn't have that many lines, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. All good. Um, did you get to see any other people's one pages at all, or? No, I didn't. There were, there were descriptions at the start, like in the script, like who they were and who they were married to and what their qualities were, but they weren't, in the actual script, they weren't full pages. Okay, cool. I also wanted to talk about the drop ship sequence. Oh, yeah. Aaron read that the gimbal rig caused some actors to get motion sickness and the crew <laughs> to offer out tablets. They did. <laughs> How did you uh, fare with that? <laughs> I, it was fun. It was super fun. But, but, like, no one was sick. I think they gave us kind of ginger tablets in order to stop potential motion sickness. Oh, right. But not, not in any of the scenes that I saw that anyone got 
ill. But yeah, we're, we were all having a lot of fun. They're like, do you want to do it? And that was interesting because this is pretty much like it's filmed on like four cameras at a time to get every angle right. So there's like these cameramen like seat belted into the ground <laughs> of, of, the, of the thing and we're all strapped in. But, you know, the most entertaining thing was seeing the, the DOPs kind of on the ground, like rolling around strapped with these seatbelts strapped to them. <laughs> and we're like, awesome. they're like, do you want it faster? We're like, yeah, we want it faster. It's so much fun. <laughs> That's cool. So because your character, Ledward, is front and centre in arguably the film's best sequence, uh, I was hoping you could tell us a little more about filming the backburster scene. How much of that was you in prosthetics and how much was it maybe a stand-in actor? I did have a stand-in actor, um, but we only used him for the 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 where he flips back because he was a um, contortionist. Oh, that's so. Sense. So yeah, I can't do that with my back, <laughs> but they they had to fully like wax my whole body because he had no body hair or anything, and that was the most painful experience <laughs> of my life. I'm not I'm not unhairy to say the least. So you that's know. A commitment. <laughs> Yeah, um, and they put a prosthetic. It was like it was like a week of filming that, and it's like four hours, maybe three hours of prosthetic, depending on how sick he was. Four hours a day, and then a lot of waiting around in a, a dressing gown to go on set. Um, not allowed to lean back with my back, so I was, you know, just leaning forward and you know, taking really weird selfies in my trailer. Um, <laughs> But no, that sequence most, yeah, that convulsing was, yeah, all me. And, um, Ridley tries not to use CGI, I guess, where possible, because, you know, he's a complete creative mastermind and he's old school. So, yeah, a lot of that was, and they had like a complete mold of my body, um, that they did in the January and we shot in the May. So they did a complete full mold of my body, um, in like silicon. And so when they needed to push the, the neomorph out through the back, they swapped me with this complete replica silicon version of myself and pushed all this placenta and goop and the alien out through that, which was so cool to watch. <laughs> I was going to say, like, were you on, on set when they were filming that part? Yeah, yeah, I was. Because um, I had to kind of step in and then step out. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then they only kind of used the body double at the very end when he was lying back. That's really cool. Yeah, I saw the video of the behind the scenes when Odd Studio were doing the test for that part. Um, oh, right. With, with the, I guess it, it look, kind of looks like the, the a Neomorph cannon. And it, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. I saw that as well. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, they didn't end up doing it that way. They just had like, one of the art department people like push because it had like an opening through the stomach where they could push stuff through the back. Ah. So they like closed up obviously on the back and then pushed it through. And I think they would have finished a lot of that with CGI, but yeah, for the most part, it was pretty real. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. Out of your entire experience working on Alien Covenant, what were your most vivid memories? Uh, I really loved going to New Zealand. Um, my dad's a Kiwi, so, um, and he actually managed to, he was in hotels back in the day, so he used to manage a little lodge which was right next to where we were shooting. 
Um, so being able to go to Milford Sound and kind of be surrounded by this absolute natural, like majestic beauty and then getting to sh- shoot off of this ship in the middle of it. And like the first day of shooting, we were all walking off that big platform into the water and Ridley's like, look around. It's, it's majestic. It's, it's, it's inviting. It, it's kind of scary. And I'm like, we don't need to act right now. Like <laughs> we're literally just walking off this like huge platform in the middle of Milford Sound, like looking around. And that's exactly what you do anyway. Um, wow. but being able to be there and kind of having the luxury to be able to like be paid and do what you love in such a beautiful place is, you know, pretty rare. I really did love your candid photos of everyone. Oh, thanks. They're yeah. So beautiful. Um, and your other ones of the scenery as well. They're just gorgeous. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, I love taking photos. It's my, you know, my second passion. I think it's a nice archive of other people and I guess the world that you're in. So you've got a very effective, um, or at least shooting the, some of the crew, you've got this a very effective uh, look of chiaroscuro. So you've got that sort of romantic type of lighting going on. It's really nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah, they were all, most, most of those were on um, film as well. Like I, I shoot mostly on analog. So it was, it's always fun to, it was really fun getting those back because I was back in Melbourne and I'd finished shooting and then I got these beautiful portraits back which were on film and you know got to share it with those people too. Beautiful. Was there any footage that you recorded of Ledward that didn't end up in the finished film or on the Blu-ray? I haven't seen the Blu-ray, um, but I, I'm i not sure. I think uh, there's a few scenes where he's starting to get more sick because Rid- Ridley added a few extra scenes, I, c- I guess, just in case they needed more to kind of, to kind of flesh it out. But, yeah, I think that they're the only bits that they didn't use. I think that did end up on the Blu-ray extras as um, ah, right, Ledwood right, right. Falls, I think it's what it's called. Ledwood Falls, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. And is it where she, like, holds my head up and my eyes are all, like, opaque? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that back one. And you're, like, coughing more and, and you're apologizing. Yeah. yeah, great. That was my <laughs> birthday that day. It was a good day. Really? Yeah. It seems like it's everyone's birthday on the day that they did the um, their chest burster scene. Is that the same day you did the chest burster scene? Oh, sorry, the back burster. No, 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 no. That was that was in Sydney. Oh, okay. Because apparently um, Billy Crudup's uh, chest burster scene was on his birthday. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. But that's really cool that you managed to film such an amazing scene on that day so yeah yeah it was like yeah the dream come true and i just celebrated my 30th birthday doing this play that i've just finished as well so it it seems to be a kind of running theme doing you know passion projects or amazing projects on on your birthday that's awesome i hope it continues oh me too (laughs) so aaron said that uh he saw you at the world premiere and but you got called over before he could speak Uh, to you yeah yeah he did uh, what was your experience like, and was that the first time you saw the complete film, or were you able to look at the film before everyone else did? It was the first time, so you're kind of there praying that you haven't been edited out, because um, <laughs> I've heard of horror stories of that happening. Um, no, but that was the first time I, I, I saw the movie, and, you know, your heart's beating out of your chest, and you certainly have a few drinks to compensate beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so your... your um 
I think it was selfies in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while we were there. So that's cool. I would totally yeah, do that's that. That's a rarity. I don't take many selfies, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's a rare one. Only in weird situations. That's a pretty good situation to do it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you be interested in doing more sci-fi or horror movies in future? Of course, yeah, I, I love sci-fi. I think it's such a beautiful genre that when it's done properly, it, it really speaks to, um, I think it should speak to everyone. I think any genre of film that's good should speak to anyone. But, you know, I, I don't want to limit myself to sci-fi, but I certainly have a weird look, especially because my eyes are very pale for sci-fi, so I tend to get a few auditions for that kind of a style. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, because this is also going to be part of my um, podcast as well, I don't know whether yep. you know, but my blog or website is interested in um, uh, alien, AI, robotics, sci-fi, and technology. Okay. So, I've got a robotic enhancement question for you. If you could enhance any part of your body or, or your entire body, what would your abilities be and, and what would you want to be able to do? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would like to say that I'd like to improve, you know, not having to go on a phone, but being able to maybe research in your head and having that knowledge in your head. But I don't know. I, I've watched too much Black Mirror to kind of want to invest in that. <laughs> I love Black Mirror, but yes, uh, I totally understand. <laughs> it's so scary to think that, you know, we could, be delving into that really soon. I don't know. Let, how about uh, make me a, be able to run faster? Let's say that. Yeah, robotic legs. <laughs> That's pretty <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it means that I wouldn't have to like catch the tram anymore. Or, like drive a car, just run. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let, let's make me fly. Let's make me fly. Oh okay, we, we could give you rocket legs too. Yeah, so I've always well. wanted to fly. <laughs> awesome, awesome stuff. Um, that's pretty much the end of the. AVP questions. Um, cool. I've, I've just got one or two questions left, and then we can yeah, that's wrap fine. It up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there uh, any directors or actors you'd like to work with in future that you haven't had the chance to work with yet? Um, I love Paul Thomas Anderson, especially you know like his latest work, Phantom Thread and The Master. I just think he's such a beautiful director. And I'm asking Catherine on set because she was in Inherent Vice. I was like, what was it like working with Paul Thomas Anderson? She's like, just as amazing as you'd expect. I mean, I love Lynn Ramsey. I don't know if you know her stuff. She did We Need to Talk About Kevin, um, Morven Kala, Ratcatcher. She recently did um, You Were Never Really Here, the new one with Joaquin Phoenix. I, I, I adore her work. I think she's such a great voice and you know really delves into like female stories in a really visceral way um another director that does that in, a, in an amazing way is also a british director called um andrea arnold and she does a film that faz bender was actually in called fish tank which i asked him about on set i was like that must have been the most incredible um experience and you know she she likes to street cast a lot of her people and she street cast this 16 15 year old girl for fish tank and got her from a train station having a fight with her boyfriend and and she's just the most she is this character you know um but kind of blending the lines between once again those all those directors really hold the mirror up to society and you know the the things that we should be talking about and they're not just making vapid 
movies. I think with any other work that I want to do, I always just want to say something with it and make people maybe question um, question their actions or their morals. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a really good uh, goal to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, since you said that you've got some sort of um, background in, in theatre, and I guess you might be familiar with Hamlet? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so did you spot the Hamlet recorder scene when David and Walter were doing their flute scene? Did you see yeah. the parallels for that? <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just thought about John Logan sneaking in, you know, hilarious themes that, you know, Fox otherwise would, wouldn't have done if it wasn't for him. <laughs> They're like, but it's John Logan, we have him, man, like, he wants it. Um, I, I love that kind of Cain and Abel aspect of David and Walter, and I think that parallels many different texts in history, and, you know, the, the man meets his maker, or, you know, the chicken or the egg kind of concept. I, I love that whole that whole theme that runs throughout David and Walter's relationship. I think it's incredible. Awesome. Okay. I think that's all. Cool. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to say that I haven't given you the chance to yet? Not that I can think of. Um, but, yeah, just thanks for having me on. And, yeah, if you ever need to talk again, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe when you've got more time. You're, you're a busy man. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah, go... Head back to LA in two weeks, so yeah, oh, wow. it gets a bit it gets a bit harder with hours and stuff over there. But um, do you think you're going to do another um, gallery or exhibition in Melbourne? Maybe not in Melbourne. I'd like to do one in LA. A friend of mine just suggested that suggested that I could potentially use his art space, which is cool. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. yeah, um, I'd like to. I'd really like to, but I I need to find a a theme. I think the last one was California, but I think exhibiting California to Californians doesn't really go down too well. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll have to think of something. Let me know when you do, and um, I'll have to for sure. over and have a look. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for coming on to the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to Yutani and AVP Galaxy, and I hope that you have a very lovely Alien Day. Thank you. This is Mother signing off. This is Ledward signing off. <laughs>